Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. My friend Dee and I met on Instagram. She is going to be my guest today, and we really just get started right up into the conversation. So I mashed a couple of pieces from the beginning. Uh, So just bear with me. The first five minutes or so are a little bit choppy, uh, but there's a lot of really awesome content in here. Um, Dee's Instagram page started out as kind of a tribute to all of the artists and musicians that she loved and felt impacted her throughout her life before they died because she saw that the way that we kind of revere artists after their death and she wanted to show gratitude and love before that. So we followed the same page, I Am Highly Divine, an awesome, awesome uh, Instagram account and we had a very deep mutual respect and understanding um, of the content that we were following uh, mutually and the relationship kind of sparked from there. So I love this episode. Like I said, bear with me the first five minutes or so. Um, There's a lot of really awesome, valuable content in here uh, and I hope that you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. We've actually already done the episode and I forgot to do an intro. So who are you? How do we know each other? Um, we're Instagram friends. <laughs> That's real friends. <laughs> yes, real friends, definitely. So my name is Ashley Dory. I go by Straightforward Beauty on Instagram. It's straightforward.beauty on Instagram. And so yeah, I, I'm actually here because I really wanted to share some things with Liz about how my page came about and a bunch of other amazing things that we talked about. How the next like chapter was going to go of this after I felt like I was in such a creative deficit and I was just in like this like darkness that I felt so engulfed by and I hadn't felt it was so heavy in probably like a year, year and a half since I'd really felt that like that quite so heavy. Um, I do have an Instagram video of myself last spring while I was in Italy that I went into a darkness, but it was like, it was like three weeks like it was quick (laughs) and I was like this is great like my depression doesn't have to be a whole season anymore and so when it came in you know October November as I was like starting all these like positive things in my life like such good things were happening and I still went into this like crazy darkness look at like the symbolism of me wearing black I, I never wear black to record either but I actually I'm like so on this like this upward now which feels so good I was I was really thoroughly concerned about it only putting three episodes out in December I was like well I guess I'm done with Liz without a pillow I guess I'm done with the edge of fear podcast like that was a nice one season and you go find a podcast probably like one in ten podcasts that you search if not more than that are people that did one season and you could listen to it and love it and it's done like it's so easy to just be like well that was fun you know and you're friends and your family and your life and everything everybody will be like that's oh, fine like you were doing a lot you know everybody just like lets you like fall off of it and <laughs> we don't like want each other to do more 
Um, so I was like, it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. And so I, I really like thought that for like a couple days in December. And I was like, I'll still put these episodes out. But I'm like backlogged, like, I'm probably two months backlogged right now in guest episodes. Like, so I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to do like clips of them. So just like having a plan now, I'm like, I feel so vibrant and inspired to, it doesn't feel like I'm like, I'm drowning in all these episodes and I took on too much. Um, so I am actually feeling really good and, um, you know, re-energized about it. It was just a season. Like when it feels like I'm putting all this pressure on myself to put out this perfect thing, it's never going to get done. I'm, I'm always going to be nervous about it. So woo. And also like, doing the podcast is my therapy like just talking to you just now like I feel so good just getting that off of my chest and you know I talk to my boyfriend obviously I talk to my friends like everybody gets pieces of it but the podcast is my therapy like I get to talk through everything I get to face everything so if I'm not getting these interactions like of course I was in this darkness because I'm like I have all this work, I have all these guest episodes to edit, and like I can't take on any more guest episodes, but like I need this. That's why I love it so much because it's like part of me. So it's kind of like that, that's how you know what therapy truly is, right? Right. Like you said you have friends, you have loved ones, people who care about you, they're going to argue for your limitations because they themselves have limitations. Not that they don't want to do better, but it's almost like a subconscious thing. I don't feel like it's always intentional, but your boyfriend, your friends might not push you as much because then they have to be pushed too. And maybe they're not ready for that. And so when you go to therapy and you realize I can really unload and I can really let it go, it's really speaking to the fact that you are truly in a session where you're seeing yourself and you can't make excuses. You have decisions to make. Like, am I going to stay in this in this way am i going to stay depressed am i and i'm not talking about the depression that's truly medication and and years and years of, i'm not talking about that i'm talking about a momentary season sadness uh disappointment that might feel overwhelming if you are truly in a therapeutic session you're going to be able to tackle that in a way that you can't with your friends it's just impossible to really to be that open and honest with a friend do you know what i mean because it's just a different type of environment you need to have a mirror you need to have someone who doesn't have any feelings about you right exactly <laughs> does not care yeah exactly and it's i realized that while i was traveling because it was like these fast friends you know these people that i meet that like you said, like no preconceived notions. They have no judgment against me, no feeling. And you are that for me. Like, so we're able to reflect one another. And so that, that it's so important to like have those, make those like brief encounters, actual connections, the person that you are standing on line with, the person behind you at the movie theater, instead of getting like annoyed by people, but to actually like open up and connect to them because you're never going to see them again. Or if you see them again, like, wow, like we can eye contact and like have this like nice, mo you know, like it doesn't have to be, you don't have to make friends with everybody, but like connect with people because that's when you like see your soul. Like, yep. and by disconnecting with people, you're also seeing your soul. And then we go through these, you know, these darknesses and stuff, but whew, it was, it was a season, it was a whole ass season. <laughs> 
I was like, shit. And honestly, it was only a few more weeks. And I feel, and I feel bad talking with my boyfriend about it because he feels this like guilt, like, well, as soon as you started dating me, you went into, listen, this is not about you. <laughs> I promise you, this is not about you. He got me, I posted about it, this, um, yeah. this journal, which I love. And I've been writing in it every day and just like giving myself like white space time to like be creative. And I love the reason I'm showing it to you. It came with this little card. You don't write because you want to say something. You write because you have something to say. F. Scott Fitzgerald. So I like have it, you know, up on my, up on my desk. I love it. And it's like such a good reminder. I'm like, I am not just talking. And that's what I forget, you know? Like if I have something to say, like, then I want to say it. If I don't have anything to say, that's okay to not say it. Like to not say anything is okay too. It's okay to be in that season. That's what today's episode was, imperfections, um, and my message, on, you know, my story on Instagram today, and I'm just, I'm in, like, a really strong place of, like, self-love and, like, empowerment, and, like, I'm, I'm back. I'm good. <laughs> I'm glad. I've missed me. <laughs> <laughs> this is way easier to hang out with. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is I feel like what you started talking about, okay, first of all, I feel like we're not always in charge of where we're going to be discussing, right? right like right. I'm going to make plans, you're going to make plans, but when the moment comes, we have to be flexible enough that if it shifts, we can shift with it. So Absolutely. while I, I read over the notes too, right? Mm -hmm. so a while ago. And I know the first oh. email exchange is like early November. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh exactly. man. <laughs> I went back like, what, what do we even talk about? I forgot. Right. Right? So I'm looking through it. And a lot of it still does, like the core of it is being able to speak authentically about who I am and what I, what I believe and what I'm thinking and what I'm learning. Um, that still is the core of it. And of course, the story of how it comes about is interesting. But what's the current mainstay is my desire more than anything else is to make connections with people right? I will find that stranger. I will, I will find that person that I don't know. And in that moment, we will be lifesavers for each other in a way, right? That I don't know what's happening in this stranger's life, but because I smiled or because I made a joke or because I was open to their presence, it allowed a, a little moment of safety for the both of us. Now, when I lived in the city, like I would take the train and stuff. There's a lot of a wider range of people <laughs> that you might run into. And it doesn't always feel safe to allow yourself to be comfortable talking to someone because you're not sure of their mental capacity. You're not sure what's really going on. And there's, there's so many variables. But what I realized is that when I allow myself to be open, even if it's on Instagram and I'm just sharing something, it allows me to be someone, a stranger who does not comment, that might've viewed it and it might've made a difference in their thinking, how they're feeling. They might've sent it to a friend that they were thinking about or talking about, do you know what I'm saying? And I think what, I, what I'm currently doing is trying to remain authentic to what I need to discuss or what I feel sort of impulses. It's not even like, I don't plan this stuff. It's, this is what right. comes up, you know? Right. And I can't, if I try to say, oh, no, no, I don't want to talk about that. It right. won't leave me alone. So right. I, I have to get it out, right? Yeah. And so that's what I'm currently doing. I'm literally going through 
my day, things will come to me. And then I say, you know what, I'm going to make a video of this and hopefully I can record it and edit it and post it <laughs> you right. know what I'm because I need to at least get it out. Yeah. And the key there is just doing it because yes. when you think about making it too perfect, like Brene Brown calls it the shitty first draft, the SFD. And I swear by that because had I not learned that, like last year, but literally like a few weeks before I started the blog, because I, that was kind of like what catapulted. I was like, no, I have to share my story. Like this is too important to not share with people. If Renee Brown is fucking talking about it. So that was like before her Netflix special. This was like last December. I read, um, the power of authenticity or the power of vulnerability. I always forget which one it's called, but basically the same, authentic, yes. vulnerable, the yes. same. Um, and she talks about the SFD, the shitty first draft. And if you don't just push it, if you don't just write it, if you don't just record it, if you don't just voice memo it, if you literally don't do anything with this fleeting thought, it's gone. And just like you said, a stranger views your story, they might not say anything that day, they might not say anything for six months or a year, but they might say something to you. Or maybe they never say something to you. And like, for that to have altered their thought, just like, you know, you, like, I was thinking this yesterday as I was listening to, I was listening to a self-love um, podcast, uh, the Aubrey Marcus podcast, um, and the uh, guest that he had on was the author of um, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Um, and so he's talking about how he learned his self-love practices. And as I was listening to it, and as I was recording the episode that I put out this morning, I was just blown away by how, even if you don't believe any of it, even if you don't believe that any of this works, mm -hmm. just doing it and going through the motions or just hearing it and being exposed to it is altering your thought patterns. We are constantly training our thoughts. And so like what you're saying about like, also like speaking to what's really happening in your life and that like that intuition leading everything, like you can't plan it. You can't plan how it's going to go. You can't plan how the interactions are going to go. I can't plan what my content is going to be. So October, November came and I, you know, go into my little hole and I like stick my head in and I'm like, don't come in here. Like, this is my hole. And I'm like, you know what? Like every, you know, four days at the beginning where I'm like perky and fine and everything's fine again. And I like pop out and I'm like, I'll just like make a calendar of like how I will stay really organized with content and it will be really perfect how I do this. And on Wednesday nights, every night on Wednesday, like I'll give myself some white space to write and I'll be creative. And then Wednesday comes and I'm like, no inspiration today. I can't plan when I'm going to be inspired. And so I definitely can't plan like what content I'm going to be talking about. Like, and I, I really don't want to, I want it to be led by my intuition. A couple of things that you mentioned reminded me. So the first thing is, if I believe that we're all connected, then I also have to believe that this impulse or what I want to talk about right now is meaningful, not just for me, but for exactly. someone else. And I don't have to know who they are. I don't have to hear a response from them. They don't have to like my post. They don't have to. And a lot of times I, I got to say, like, I, I'm not even upset about the like feature going away, honestly, mm -hmm. because right. I feel like. I would see people's posts, amazing content, amazing caption, right? And then there's like all these likes and like a small handful of actual engagement, right? In the comment right. section. So I have no problem with that, but I, 
with, with uh, the like feature going away, I'm actually kind of excited about what it might mean for Instagram if people had to actually co communicate with each other and talk. Right, right. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I was thinking about what you said about the self-love. And I was just literally thinking about this yesterday in the drive. So I was, I was driving back home and I was thinking about self-love and I went to, um, I went to a retreat with my friends to uh, the Catskills, right? For my birthday around that time. And cool. they did like sound therapy with gongs. It was amazing. So nice. And so the guy was talking about self-compassion and how that's really a precursor to self-love. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about that because we have in our minds all these thoughts about how we're not maybe good enough, how we made mistakes and we don't forgive. I might forgive you, Liz, first before I forgive myself, right? Totally. Like, mm -hmm. I should know better. I should have done better. Oh, I should have seen this coming. You know, like all of right. these, I should have, could have, would have. And those are these thoughts in my head. And that prevents me from truly loving myself because first I have to have compassion that I'm going to make mistakes, that I'm going to do things that, oh, in the shower, I'm like, why did I say that? Do you know what right, I mean? Right. And then, and then to be able to then forgive yourself after that. So you can have compassion for yourself and then forgive yourself. And then you get to self-love. That's exactly it's, how it is. So yeah. funny. People because, are always like, skipping that part. They're always right. skipping. Because like, how can you love yourself if you're not truly forgiving yourself and you're not truly um, giving yourself the space to make these mistakes or to right. try again? And you think about like in a relationship, when you forgive your partner, yes, you get over it or otherwise you haven't really forgiven them, right? That means you're still holding on to it. So it's the same thing with yourself. And think about, we, so we rescheduled this call <laughs> seven times, like literally seven times, I think. And I honestly, like, I don't know why I felt such comfortability with you. Cause I, I and not to say like, oh, uh, she'll like, <laughs> But I was like, for some reason, I felt so comfortable to be able to like be honest with you. I was like, I'm just not in the right place. I'm like, now you understand why. Because for nine weeks, I felt like, you know, not worth a damn to talk to. But how easily you forgave and accepted me for my truth in coming to you and saying, you know, I'm so sorry to have to reschedule this again. And you literally were like, do not apologize. Yes. Imagine if you spoke to yourself that way, though. Yes. Like, Stop it, yes. Liz. Like, do not apologize. Like, it is okay to not be perfect. It is yes. okay to not want to put any content out. It is okay to not have gotten that video out, even though I really, you know, like, and we just like hold on to it and we harbor it and we're angry at ourselves and we don't move forward. And we're like living in this, like the shame, this like this guilt that we put and, on ourselves. And then while you're feeling all of that shame and you're feeling all of that self-loathing you're being inundated with self-love love yourself come on and love yourself and you're like i'm just i i want to but right now in this space i can't see past this because i haven't forgiven myself yet i haven't right. moved on from this feeling of oh i really am messing up you know or i haven't done what i really wanted to do or right now why can't i get any inspiration like where is it like what's wrong with me you know it's hard right. to love yourself in that space
It is. And I think that that brings us right back to what you were saying about like needing other people and needing to connect with other people. And like, that's really where your inspiration is. And the moment that we like shut down and like, I, I use the metaphor of like, I put my head in the hole. The moment that I do that, like, no wonder I feel alone and uninspired. Like I'm, I have no sources of inspiration. I'm closing myself off. I don't want to open up. Who would even want to be friends with me in this state? I'm so like, I joked or like, a little bit ago, I said, I'm so much easier to hang out with when I'm like this. Everybody would rather be around a happy person than an unhappy person. But when you show up, unhappy or not, and just show up and show yourself, show up authentically, people still, you find the good in each other, especially when you're being real. If you're not, like, go out and socialize when you're in a dark place and keep yourself, you know, tight and your your chest is very very tight and your like jaw is kind of clenched and you're not comfortable with it, you're going to feel worse after. Go out and like loosen your body, like meditate before, do some deep breathing, like do the self-care things that you know help you, even if they're not helping you in that moment, just go through the motions of it and then go and try to open up, try to show up authentically. And that that even if you just literally cry it's like what we were saying about like therapy even if you go and literally cry you will feel better than if you stay closed off and stay in that dark hole by yourself like we have no source of inspiration no conversation no thoughts that are different nothing you know to inspire any change why would anything change we're doing the same thing nothing's going to change that way and it's hard when you're there it's so freaking hard that's actually really what the episode today is about is about talking about is talking about how when you're in these moments of darkness, how much harder the self-love is to do. Because obviously when you're feeling high and great and wonderful, so easy to practice gratitude, so easy to meditate, so easy to do my yoga and do my exercise and things that are like, because everything's fucking great. But then you you aren't feeling great and you're like, I don't have time to meditate. <laughs> like maybe I might feel, so like sticking to those things that you know work for you, your wellness toolbox, and it's different for everybody. And that's why it's so important to try all these different things. Like sound therapy, this is now like, I've heard this so many times and I'm like, I have to do this now. Yes. Like once I hear about something like a certain number of times, I'm like, it's a sign, even yes. though it's been like over the course of a year. <laughs> actually, I, I follow him on Instagram. He's universe through Swift. So I'll send you his information. Yeah, 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 please. He's actually in New York, um, uh -huh. like in the, the Catskills area. And he, he travels around. He's been in New Jersey once, I think, since I've found him, but I want to go back. I, I mean, it was so... And it was a big gong. It was like, you could feel it all through your body. And it makes so much sense to how sound therapy really works for us. Um, there was something that you were talking about that I really wanted to touch base on. And I feel like there's like, there's a point when you're feeling like, okay, so first of all, assuming that you know all the, the tools in your toolbox, you know, right. you have all these tools, you know that they've worked, they're easier to pick up and use when you're feeling good, right? Right. When you're not feeling good, I think there's a point where you have to make a decision. What do I want? Do I yeah. want to continue feeling this way? Or do I want to feel better? Because even though I've been in that moment where I'm in hermit mode like you, yeah. and nothing is inspiring, and I just, I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want my own space and be quiet. There is value in that too. Like we shouldn't be 
ready to just run out of this mode too quickly. Totally. And thinking like that guilty, oh, I've been neglecting this. But you need to be able to shut things out at times. But then when you reach the point, you have to decide, what do I truly want? Do I want to stay here or do I want to use meditation? Like I will not meditate when I feel this way. I will not eat good, you know, or eat well when I feel this way. I will drink water, you know, like whatever it is, the things that I know, just going outside and looking at the sky mm -hmm. <laughs> literally could shift how you feel. But I have right. to decide to get up and go outside. And I think that that's where I, I sometimes run into friends that I know, that I love. And then it's like, I've taught, well, you know what to do. You haven't decided yet what you want. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Once you decide, I feel this is no longer suiting me because there is something, you're still getting some sort of feedback from pushing out. You're still getting feedback from being alone and feeling this way. They're, I think some people aren't willing to admit that they actually like doing that as well. Mm -hmm. I actually like shutting people out sometimes and it makes me feel like I'm in control. Exactly. Yep. You know? You're, you're manipulating the situation by being the victim or by never wanting to make yourself better. Yeah. And it's, this is a really hard thing to talk about. Obviously yeah. like depression is on a scale and I don't want it to be taken lightly. I understand that my depression is seasonal for the most part. It's not that terrible. I have been medicated for it in the past, but I know in my present state where I am at 30 in 2020 right now, my depression is nowhere near the, you know, the end of the spectrum that I have seen and that I am aware exists. Just real quick, because you were just talking about it. And I, uh -huh. I think it's important to Dip, differentiate what we're talking about, right? Uh, that's why I got on a tangent because yes. I was like, I need to like fix this because I don't want to sound too insensitive. No, because okay. it, it's not, it's not, we're not, I think it's important to know yourself. If you know that you have a medical condition that makes it difficult for you to make these decisions to get better, we're not talking about that. Right. This is not that topic. We're talking about knowing that you feel like if it's literally sad, the, um, the seasonal, Seasonal affect depression, SAD, yeah. Thank you. And actually, which is funny, is that I have the reverse sad, which people don't know about. During mm. the summer, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> like, I absolutely, I feel depressed during the summertime. Wild. Hot, I feel oppressed. I don't like, I don't like the feeling of it just being so hot and so bright, and it's like bright for so long. Mm -hmm. I actually, this is the time of year where I thrive, which... Most people are like, what is happening? <laughs> I have reverse that. So knowing that is different than someone who can't make decisions, who can't, mm -hmm. because they, they, they don't have the capacity without medication and with a psychiatric help. You know, we're not discussing that. This is, right. this is I feel sad. I'm frustrated. I, right now, I, I wish the summer Not clinical day. depression. Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you for you. clarifying. Yeah. That's where I got lost. I was like, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> So anyway, and that is exactly where I was trying to end that with was knowing yourself. And so knowing yourself, knowing your condition, and then knowing this is within my control or this is totally outside of my control. Um, but getting back to like specifically knowing what your wellness toolbox includes. And I loved the way that you said that. You know what to do. You just haven't decided yet that this is no longer serving you or that this is no longer. Yeah. Like it's. 
it was, it's just spot on, like, because that's exactly what it is. We do always know what to do. Um, the example that I love is, do you know what it takes to lose weight, mm. eat healthy, sleep well, exercise, right? We know that intellectually, but could you lose five pounds? Obviously, I'm not speaking to you. You know what I mean? But like, like intellectually, we know what to do, what it takes generally, not everybody, obviously, obviously, but like, you know what it takes. And yet we, we stay in that. And so that I think is the difference is like, you have to make that choice. That's a great example because what I like, I will stay in that because I've wanted to go and like lose weight many times. Right. right. And I won't, if I don't feel uncomfortable enough with my current status, I'm not going to make any changes. I'm right. going gonna, gonna to yeah. fantasize about it. But until I realize I actually don't feel comfortable at this weight anymore. I don't feel like I'm truly myself anymore. Like I've, I've reached that point. Once you reach it, then you could make the decision that I'm ready to do something different and stick with it. Right. And, in, in, and to put like a more um, like positive instead of the negative is like, you are no longer choosing to be this weight or this size, or, you know, for another example, you're no longer choosing this affect this general affect where you like feel that you are like a negative like we were saying i i mentioned you know it's easier to hang out with people when they're happy than when they're sad you're i'm no longer going to choose to be in this general like you know i make everyone sad around me or whatever and like your self your person your aura your energy all of that is the only thing that you can control all of that within is all that you can control so it's not up to you to make other people feel comfortable or happy or whatever but you can really control what's going on within like your energy field and it's really easy to let yourself kind of fall into like if if you are somebody who has a tendency towards sadness I think it's really easy to to pull towards that sadness and I really one of the lessons that I've learned in the last like two years is I really deeply believe that everybody has a tendency towards sadness I think that Brene Brown talks about it a lot um you know there are oh what is the word she uses I haven't read it in a really long time I think it is it's not compassionate it's oh shoot not going to come to me. Um, basically, there's like two types of people and there are playful people and there are not playful people, basically. Um, people who like lean towards play and usually they're like artists and things like that. And so I think that we are all have a tendency towards sadness. I think that that's just part of the human condition. I think that that's just part of our experience. But then I think that there are the, those who, who can play and forgive and connect, I, I think really empaths, but she uses a different words. And then there are those who really can't and they have a lot of like, you know, anger and it's directed at themselves to bring us again back to the self-love. It, because it has been so prominent in my week, I'm not at all surprised that it's taking over the purpose of today's episode with you. <laughs> but I'm glad that you that it was also present in your life, you know, also recently. And I think that the synchronicity is like what does lead our intuition. If it's connecting with us, it's probably connecting with other people too. So but yeah, um, you know, just knowing yourself it is what it really all comes back to is knowing the kind of person that you are and if you're okay with that. And if that's okay for you, you know, if, okay, this is how I live, then this is my philosophy. 
these are my philosophies, these are my values, this is who I am. And if I'm not okay with that, then I need to like lean into some sort of changes. And we really all can develop different changes and habits and behaviors and lifestyles and, and types of beings. And we, we choose not to. We decide that we are comfortable enough in our current state that this is okay. And, and you can make the change. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about some of the things we talked about talking about. <laughs> now that we're, what were those minutes things in. Again? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I honestly, like what I said at the very beginning, this is my therapy. I feel so much better just like getting it all out into the air. Cause I've like not been able to say it. And like, it's always so different. Like when I voice record something, cause there's no one to bounce off of. So first of all, when I forget what I'm talking about and go on a tangent, like that's it. It's gone now. <laughs> There's no one to help me. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, when I'm writing things down, like, if my hand starts to cramp, I just stop, you know? <laughs> and if I'm voice recording, like, I just get lost in what I'm talking about and I lose it. So, it like, it, it, the face-to-face -face is so important. And, like, that's why I choose the video call instead of just the audio because oh, I'm really like... Good we yeah. you know we get so much more out of it. it it really is such therapy it's so therapeutic all right so something that i definitely want to talk more about because um we talked about it on our preliminary call and it has like shown up naturally in this yeah. conversation is stepping outside of your comfort zone with using your voice um and also the call to show up louder with your story and choosing to walk more actively with purpose um, and how it has shown up for us in this conversation already has been you know we were talking about after i was like climbing out of my darkness just this week i posted five videos and by day five i feel so much better about it and it's like when i'm not feeling called to share anything i'm not going to share i am going to honor that Right. And I so appreciate and I think that people really know that that I don't I don't want to show up if I don't have anything to say. I don't want to show up saying bullshit that I don't believe. I want to really stand behind what I'm saying. But all of a sudden feeling called to it. We're like two years ago before I had this Instagram platform, which is nothing crazy, but also having the podcast, which we have said is like such therapy to connect with others. I don't know if I would have shared this anywhere, but I have this calling to it now where I'm like, no, 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 that's a good thought. I may share this <laughs> and really believing in it. So I want, um, you know, everybody to hear a little bit about your story and how this has, you know, affected your life recently. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing we didn't talk about before that I do want to share briefly is that I recently was diagnosed with ADHD. Is it, yeah. <laughs> It's actually because you're an adult, so that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, usually, it's hard to learn that. It totally is. And I think part of the reason why it came up, my husband was like, These things that you've been doing since we've been together for like 10 years, this can't be because you just didn't see this thing, or because you're lazy, or because you're forgetful. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. And so he sort of encouraged me to go see someone. And I had been going to therapy, we talked about this already. I've been right. going therapy but um i brought it up to her and she was just like it might be worth going into i, I could see i could see how this might be true um, <laughs> and also when you have a lot of adults who uh end up being diagnosed is because they have children 
And then they see these things that they did when they were kids and their teachers are usually bringing up the fact that they can't focus or they're having a harder time. And don't get me wrong, a lot of, I've taught, so a lot of children will have moments of not being able to attend to what's being said. I mean, they're kids, right? Of course, right. At a certain point where then it's like, well, this is every day, all the time, no matter what. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's different. So I recently was diagnosed. And so my son, I believe, we, he, we we're going to go to the doctor together and see if he does too. I suspect he does. And it's actually something that's hereditary, which they're learning more about or whatever. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I actually learned recently that part of a symptom is emotional deregulation. So I was always told as a child, I'm too sensitive. I cry for everything. I cry for nothing. You know, like I cry just all the time. And because I was told that I was so sensitive when I was a child, I started to believe that my thoughts, my emotions, and my, my whole being was unvalidated or invalidated because I needed someone else to say, oh, you have a reason to be sad. I'm sad too. Do you know what I mean? Or you have a reason to be mad. I'm mad too. So I found myself shrinking myself down hiding who I am and how I feel and what I'm thinking about because I've been told so much through childhood that I'm too sensitive or I'm too fill in the blank. And so learning this now, it makes so much sense to me why I needed, like Instagram in a sense is also my therapy because mm -hmm. I am thinking of things, I'm feeling things and I'm sharing it. And I remember when Aretha Franklin died and I was just so passionate about the fact that now we're going to be inundated on our Instagram feeds all about how amazing she is and how fantastic she is and all these things about her now that she's gone. And I was just getting so angry about that because I love that we do that, but I hate that we do that because we right. wait until they're not here right. um, to share this. And so that's when I decided she was like 76 when she passed. That I was going to choose 76 artists that I feel made a difference in my life because music is that one thing that we all can agree on, really could make your day, could make you feel valid, could make you feel seen, could uh, make you amp for a workout or for to like do something you've never done before. Music is so key that it made sense to then share that in a public forum on Instagram and just write what I loved about them and maybe some of their achievements if I could find them that I wanted to share as well. And it was, it was so, it made me feel so good. Every time I did it, it made me feel like now Queen Latifah knows how much I love her. <laughs> you yeah, know I mean? like, no, totally. Someone who knows her might see this or she might see it herself. And it didn't matter whether or not they liked my post or they commented. It wasn't about that. It was about putting the love out there and the gratitude right. out there. And I found that through that, I gained a lot of followers and they were, I mean, a few of the artists that I spoke about on my page did like my, my post or commented, but it wasn't even about that. It was, you deserve to know that this person that you don't know actually really values the art that you put out there and it helped them through a particular time in their life or it's still a staple in my life today even though you're not currently making music 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And it's like what we were talking about earlier is like somebody might not say in, yes. you know, after watching your stories for three weeks or three months or three years, they might never say that they appreciate it, but it goes such a long way. That little bit of appreciation. If this artist hasn't put any new material out in years and they only get shouts every now and then they might be in this darkness thinking like my life has been for nothing. Like, you don't ever know what kind of day somebody's having and it's really not about that either it's just about showing your love and your gratitude and your appreciation and that really comes from a place of like loving yourself and also being kind to others gives you a sense of purpose so then you you get this positive feedback loop of i do something nice for a person i feel good about it i'm gonna do more nice things for people like it feels really good to represent to my followers people who have impacted me yeah. Connectability of music and the therapeutic nature of music. Like, I don't know this, I like reference this in a few other episodes, but um, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, for some reason, I think probably just because it was the last movie that I saw in regards to an artist or musicians or whatever, but we just all feel not good enough. We just all feel like the underdog. Every single person that you've ever interacted with at some point is like, I'm just not, I'm just not, you know, for whatever reason, we all have this negative self-talk. And so when you hear a beautiful or a talented or an incredible or a famous person sharing their story of being invalidated or rejected or feeling not good enough, all of that, like we connect with that on such a level. And it's so beautiful when you can like hear it in like the ballads, just the music, you can like feel that emotion and just the music without even words to it. Like, and you can. And you know what, Liz? Like, even when we think about an artist and they're singing a ballad, that's that one person using their voice. There's a whole other group of people involved in creating music that they don't even get as much shine either, right? Like, right. whoever the composer was, whoever actually wrote the lyrics down, whoever was in the studio mixing it up, like, all mm -hmm. those people put their energy into it. And it's, it's all a part of a, of a larger whole, right? Everybody has their, and I think the other piece that I really wanted to say, you reminded me, we forget that they are also human. Like that yep. we forget that they were like me and you who have moments of those darkness or hermiting and needing to find inspiration. And then they just keep, they made decisions. They kept making decisions. Yep to do what they want to do, to like move out of their comfort zone enough where they could be catapulted to where they are, where we all know when I say Mariah Carey, we know who we're talking about, right? right? She went through a lot that we're never gonna know right. in order to make decisions in order to be who she is today. And so I, I felt like being able to give love wasn't so much to give love to the famous person, but to give love to the other brother or sister or, you know, human that had to go through so much in order to make me feel good when I put on their music. They, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they had to push past all of their own stumbling blocks, all of their shadows, all of their moments of darkness in order to create. And a lot of times they use that as their inspiration. Like, look at where I came from and look where I am now type of thing. Right. And you do, you have to choose every day to continue to be 
hardworking to be inspired to be called to this message like and again like acknowledging when you know you can't and when it's going to kill you but like really following and 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 holding on to that call that call to purpose to share their you know their version their story and like how lucky we are that they did when we like think on you know this beautiful music and this music that like really like shaped your childhood or your adolescence like your experience was altered by their experience by their sharing of the experience and that's why it is so important to follow that pull that calling to share like imagine what we would have missed out on you know if these artists didn't feel called to share their story and make that choice every day to to keep going despite all the obstacles yeah and so I think although I started there that's where my page really started to pick up I started to then myself spiritually awaken. And they say that gratitude is like a conduit for miracles. And I really feel like, cause I was constantly putting out all of this love. Like I love this and I appreciate you and I'm grateful for this and I'm thankful for that. It started to open me up in ways that like my heart literally started to open and receive. And I feel that, and I, I mentioned the ADHD for this purpose that then I started to realize that my voice matters too. That if their voice matters and had an impact Imagine then what I could do with my voice and my story, like how you have your podcast and you use your voice and your story to encourage people. Whether or not you know who you're encouraging doesn't matter, right? right? But the fact that I needed to push past that barrier I had for myself that I'm too sensitive, that mm -hmm. I, my opinion doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. I had to push past that in order to post my thoughts about anybody on my page let alone to share my own impressions and my own thoughts and my own inner workings of how I think about things. Like I had to push past that and I had to be vulnerable first to say, well, I might not get any likes. No one might not even notice this. I had to push past that in order to share my personal story about being molested. Like I had to push past all of these things in order to be where I am now, where I feel comfortable that what I have to say does truly matter even if it's just to myself, because ultimately it's for me. Yeah, it's so true. It's so scary to have that moment of realization where you're like, could I share this? Could my story help other people? And like, and, and what we were saying, and then to choose to do something about it, because you can, you can have that thought and that belief, but to not take any action, like that's the difference is like yes. that step towards action, that next step of actually doing something with that inspiration. And it's so scary every day to be vulnerable. It really is like, it, I mean, it's going out into a war zone after taking off all your armor and everyone else around you has their armor on. And by connecting with people, you help them peel off their layers and maybe hopefully we'll be walking around in a non-militant state. <laughs> but like otherwise, you know, you, you can put the armor on because that's what everyone else is doing. You know what I mean? But there are a few brave leaders that are out there being, you know, vulnerable. You know, it's interesting too, because I'm thinking like while you're talking, I'm getting an image of like being naked, like literally taking off our clothes and how right. difficult it is, even in the dressing room, like in the locker when I was in, in school to change clothes for gym, how uncomfortable right. it was amongst other, my peers. Right. And I realized that there's two things that happen. I'm thinking about how other people are looking at my naked body. That means I'm thinking about what they think about what I said or what right. I'm doing. 
And then the other piece is that I'm also viewing other people. Right. And what what am I carrying in my mind about your naked form? Do you right. know, and how and because a lot of times people don't realize that what you feel about someone else is speaking more about what you feel about yourself. Oh, totally. It's yeah. Yeah. Any like anger, judgment, yes. you know, um, frustration that we're feeling, that is like we're projecting others onto ourselves and we're projecting ourselves onto others. Like if you're worried about being judged, it's because you're judging others. Right. If yes. you're feeling that someone else is being ungrateful, it's because you're being ungrateful. Like we are constantly seeing in others what is actually happening in our own brain. It's like, our brain controls everything. Like our perception is everything. That is totally not what's happening, but it's in your head that it is. And so that's it. That's your whole reality is what's going on in your head. So by sharing it, you know, and by, I think just acknowledging it and examining it when it comes up to you, like I talked about, I talked about this a lot while I was in Italy. It was really cool because I was surrounded by people who were not speaking my language, obviously. So I didn't really understand what people were saying. So I had to go off of body language a lot of times, you know, broken English attempts, broken Italian attempts by me. But I realized that when I was moving in love and I was moving in self-care and self-love and gratitude and kindness, I perceived that everyone was loving and kind. And when I was moving in fear and frustration and assuming that people were talking about me and judging me, I was walking around in anger and sadness. And it was that simple. It was that simple. We experience what we project and our whole reality is what's going on in between your ears. And it's crazy because you just have to like pull yourself out of it. You're just in your head. This is, um, I think it's episode five on the court. Talk about this quite a bit in that episode. Uh, this is like one of my favorite episodes to reference because the the concept is on the court is in your life. That's real life on the court. And in the stands is in your head. So we're, we live our lives in the stands thinking, what if I did that thing? What would happen? I should have done that thing. What would have been different? Like we're living in a land of someday if nowheresville. Like, and what's actually happening in our lives is very much impacted by our inability to choose to act. By living in the stands, we're not ever catching the ball. We're not ever shooting the ball. We're, you know, if you don't take that chance on the court, you're living in the stands and you're living in unreality. Like it's not happening in your head. It's happening in your life with the people around you, with the people you're either choosing to connect with or disconnect with, with, you know, yourself, if you're choosing to not love yourself. But yeah, it was, it was that simple. Like you have to be vulnerable. And, and if you're not living in any kind of love, self-love, love of others, you're going to perceive hate, anger, sadness, frustration, rage, all of those things. Yeah. All right. Do you have any other like specific things that we talked about that you want to close or anything that you're called to share now? Um, not in particular. I, we, we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about so many things. I feel very <laughs> happy with this. I, I feel like this is like so, so relevant to like what's happening in my life right now. And I feel really happy with it. And what, which, is, which is amazing is that part of when we were trying to go back and forth with each other about yeah. finally doing it. Right. It just was like, when we're supposed to, we will. Right. And so if we had forced it before, we wouldn't have had this conversation. Right. right? It had right. to happen today, the full moon of all things. I know. <laughs> Seriously. You know? So, right. 
So I had so much fun talking with you today. This was great. Um, I feel like it couldn't have come at a more perfect time. I told you right off the bat, this, this project is my therapy, but I feel like this was a wonderful therapy session for me. I can't thank you enough for being here. Um, my soul needed to talk to you. As, as every time we've spoken, I feel like my soul needed to talk to you. Um, so thank you for being you. You are such a wonderful being. Um, and I can like feel your energy, you know, through Instagram all the time. Instagram friends are real friends. Yes. Um, <laughs> where can they find you? So again, I'm at straightforward.beauty. And I wanted to just tell you, thank you so much for having me. And it made me feel really good and reminded me that the whole point of me having my page and doing it the way I'm doing it is so that I can make connections. And so it feels really good to be seen and to be heard and to have opportunity to talk to you about what I'm trying to do on my page. So I really am appreciative of you too. I love it. Thank you so, so much. And I will talk to you on the gram real soon. Yay. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.